entertaining new possibilities. The Palace Theater, your palace, your place. Good Friday morning, everybody. I'm Sherry Marcucci, your host of Your Palisher Place on this frigid morning. I don't know about you, but I am so not a winter girl. Everybody that knows me knows I'm not a winter girl. This is really... I'm ready for some warm weather. I am sure you are, too. I There are polar bears out there, people that love the cold, but I, don't, I haven't run into many of them lately. Anyway, Your Palace, Your Place is presented by the Palace Theater right here in Waterbury. And every first and third Friday morning of the month, we try to bring you some information about what's happening at the Palace Theater, what's happening in our community with other events and activities going on other arts organizations, not only uh, locally, but across the state and even nationally as well. So we hope you enjoy the kind of potpourri of information on lifestyle and wellness and all kinds of good things. And, you know, um, I know we there's a big event this, this Sunday <laughs> coming up that everybody's uh, prepping for. And I just had to, I made everybody in the studio laugh because I said, okay, so I'm not a fan. I'm not a football girl. I'm not a sports girl, really, at all. And I said, I know that the Patriots are playing in the Super Bowl. Who's the other team? (laughs) Okay, I'm not a football fan. What can I say? So I heard it's the Rams, but I was actually um, sidetracked by this... um, box I'm looking at right now and I'm going to describe it to you because our guests this morning that I'll introduce in a few um, moments are going to be talking about this but in my hand right now right now I'm looking at this little football but it's covered in chocolate yum and I, I feel like and I'm looking at I think there might be kind of an Oreo type cookie under it this is not fair I'm trying to be very good <laughs> and I'm talking about chocolate this morning, and we are going to talk about chocolate and all kinds of good things in a few minutes um, when we talk about the upcoming uh, 26th annual Chocolate and Food Festival presented by Easter Seals as one of their major fundraising events. So um, stay tuned for um, lots of information on that in a few moments. What else I want to talk about? Oh, I want to talk about that, of course, next week, next weekend. Um, is it next weekend? No, it's the weekend. I'm sorry, I'm jumping ahead. It's the weekend of February 15th and 16th. Legally Blonde is coming to the Palace Theater. And right now, there's a special discount offer. So if you go to our website, you'll see it. Um, and just in time for Valentine's Day gift giving. Valentine's Day is February 14th. We all know that. So the show is the 15th and 16th. What a nice gift to give your sweetheart or your BFF or whomever you want to uh, share some love with. So, and, and Legally Blonde is such a great show. I mean, it, when we think about the movie, everybody knows the iconic movie and Elle Wood. But Elle Wood was more than just a cute little puffball. She stood up for herself. And she stood up for all women and said, you know what? No matter what our outside looks like, we can do whatever we want if we just put in the work. And I, I think that's a great message and a great message certainly for girls and women. Um, so uh, the show, although it, it sounds like fluffy and cute, 
really has a an important theme. We actually have an after school program we're working on right now um, with some uh, middle school and high school students who are um, getting a chance to explore the theme of empowerment for all people. Uh, in the after school program, it's uh, started last week. Mariana Vagnini from WAMS is uh, is uh, facilitating that, and um, our own Peggy Terhune from the Pal Cedar staff has uh, written the program. So it's a, it's a great great opportunity for some young people who are not only going to have six weeks of uh, sessions and talking about different issues, but also get to see the show and meet some of the cast and uh, hear what it's like to be on the road and touring in a national show. I also, speaking of national shows, okay, so last time we were on, we had our savant, Stuart Brown on, the trivia master of Broadway. So I thought, Okay, Stuart, here's a question not only for you, if you're listening, but also for some people. So if you have not won a prize in the last 30 days on WATR, I would invite you to call in if you can answer this question. And the number to call in is 203-755-1320. 757. I'm sorry. Thank you, John. 203-757-1320. So here's the question. Name the touring Broadway musical and its original star on Broadway that had separate engagements at the Palace Theater in Waterbury over the same weekend in December 2014 and name the star's Name the show's composer, who is the ex-husband of the star, who wrote the music for both the musical and her concert. I know that's a loaded question, so let me repeat that. Name the touring Broadway musical and the original star on Broadway that had separate engagements at the Palace Theater in Waterbury over the same weekend in December 2014. And name her composer, ex-husband, who wrote the music for both the musical and her concert. And Johnny, thank you for hooking me up because I always forget I need to put these on to listen to the callers. And there's all kinds of stuff going on around me here. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, turn my headset down. Uh, Which well, which button is it? This one? No, that's her. This one. This one. This one. Okay. I know. Sorry about that. I was unprepared. All right. So if you're listening and you know the answer, and guess what you're going to win? A pair of tickets to see the March 9th concert at the Palace Theater, the Guess Who and NRBQ. So if um, you love those groups and you want to uh, call in 203-757-1320, and I know it's a tough question, and I might get generous, and if you only get part of it, I might I might just give you those tickets anyway. So... Um, 203-757-1320 if you can name in the uh, show, the touring Broadway show, the original star on Broadway uh, that had concurrent engagements in December 2014 at the Palace Theater. And if you can name the star's ex-husband who was the composer of that musical. 203-757-1320 for your chance to win two tickets to see uh, Guess Who and NRBQ on March 9th. 
And now, while we're waiting to see if anybody is really going to use their phone oh, to get the... Call. Oh, we got a caller. Okay. Caller. Good morning, caller. You're on the air. Do you know the answer? Yeah. The way you asked it kind of confused me. So I'm going to say Sarah Brightman, Andrew Lloyd Webber, Phantom of the Opera. Are any of those right? Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what? Good, really good um, answer, except not the right answer. But you really thought it through and put all that together. <laughs> and uh, But it was not, that is not the correct answer. But thank you for calling. Okay. All Bye. right. Okay. That caller thought it might be Sarah Brightman and Andrew Lloyd Webber and Phantom of the Opera. Phantom of the Opera, of course, was at the Palace Theater, uh, but not in 2014. So this is an engagement. There was a concert on a Friday night with the star of uh, the original Broadway production of the show that then played at our Palace Theater here in Waterbury on Saturday and Sunday in December of 2014, that same weekend. And the woman's ex-husband, the woman who was the star of the original Broadway production, he was the composer of of the show, the uh, Broadway show. So uh, it's a complex question, 203 757-1320 if you know. And while we're waiting for some callers um, to possibly call in and win the tickets, I want to introduce our guests who've been waiting very patiently. Um, first, I have, and I promise I'm going to get her name right. And she's been on before, so I should know this. Christy Beliciano. Oh, that was so nice. Oh, thank thank you. you. I was practicing my Italian. Um, and she is the communication, marketing and communication specialist for Easter Seals in Waterbury, and um, she's here with Chris Culver, um, who are both going to talk about the upcoming uh, 26th annual, uh, 26th annual uh, Chocolate and Food Festival that's taking place Saturday, March 9th as well, from 12 to 5 p.m., at the Naugatuck Event Center. So welcome, ladies, for being with us this morning. And Thank you for having us. You're welcome. It was kind of a, a circuitous route to getting here, wasn't it? <laughs> it, was, it was fun. <laughs> it was fun. But we got you, we got you here, and we, I'm happy that you're here. And people might be saying, well, the event, you just said it's March 9th. It's February 1st. Why are you here so um in advance of the event and I, we have a very good explanation for that and we want you to know that there is what an opportunity for vendors sponsors exhibitors we have a lot of opportunity for people to come and showcase their products and services at our event um, on march 9th okay so what what if in this is the 26th year i can't believe 26 years i remember this event when it started oh which yeah which (laughs) which kind of ages ages me but um, i do remember it i remember it it taking place i want to say at caner at that time way way back but now it's at this beautiful new Naugatuck Event Center, which is a great space. We've grown um, from when we were there yes. at Canaan. Yes. We've grown every year, and this is why now we have, uh, you know, utilized a space at the Naugatuck Event Center. Wow! So, how many people come through uh, just well, over the years? And so, last year uh, we saw about thirteen hundred people come wow. into the event last year. Yeah. Wow! And it's grown. It used to be just chocolate yep and now it's all kinds of food we have chocolate and food um this year we'll have beer and wine sampling 
Oh, yeah. perfect pairing with chocolate and other kinds of foods. And I have a little secret. We're also going to have some food trucks. <gasps> food truck. I love food <laughs> trucks. Oh, that's fun. That's fun. So it's yeah. a. It's really. Um, you're, you're right. It's grown to encompass not only, you know, the niche of its roots, which was chocolate, and that's why Cece, of course, is here, and we're going to talk to her in a minute, but also some other wonderful um, vendors. And do you also have other vendors besides food? We have, yes, we have plenty of uh, vendors that have, uh, you know, uh, products secured. Yes, definitely. We have jewelry, people who are going to come in and sell some products. We have, um, let's see, we have Norwex, who's coming in. We have Lip Sense that's coming oh, in. We have, okay. Oh, gosh, we got we have plenty. Pampered Chef, um, bunch, you know, accessories, but we have a lot of chocolate that's coming in. CeCe's, obviously, is going to be there. This this box in front of you is torturous for all of us sitting here with all of that good gorgeous chocolate right there for yes, me. Yes, um, we have CT's Sweet Corner coming in. Uh, we have, uh, of course, Fasha's chocolates will be there as well. Sure. Um, yeah, the, the list so you have a lot, a lot, a lot, oh, yeah. a lot. Yeah. This is, and it's an all day, basically, 12, 12 to 5? Yeah. 12 to 5. So um, there's a lot you can uh, consume <laughs> in, the, in, in those hours. So well, let's talk about the, the roots and, and what the kind of the centerpiece of this event has, has been and continues <laughs> to be. And for all of us, it's certainly a centerpiece. We're going to talk to Chris Culver from Wolcott, who is CC's. Um, chocolate. Hi, thank you for having me on. Oh, our pleasure. So, first of all, thank you for this beautiful, she brought this beautifully um, wrapped box of <laughs> Temptation. <laughs> and, um, you know, I'm just looking. There's the chocolate-covered pretzels, both um, dark chocolate and white chocolate, and beautiful chocolate-covered strawberries. And I mentioned those dipped Oreo. I think they're Oreos. I'm, they are supposed, Oreo cookies. They are Oreos. Okay, I didn't know if I was supposed to say the brand name or not. But <laughs> anyway, well, um, but, I mean, they, they just look... They're calling my name, actually, out of this box. But Chris, let's talk about CeCe's. You've been involved since the inception of this event. Yes. Actually, we opened the exact same year as the chocolate. It used to be the Chocolate Lovers Expo. That's right. That's so, right. Yeah. I was shy, so we went to it as attendees, and then we joined the next very next year. Made perfect sense for you. Yes, yeah. and it has been in a lot of locations, but we found a new home at the Naugatuck Event Center, and this has grown immensely since I started 25 years ago. Now, what... What is CeCe's? Tell us about your business a little bit, and what is I mean, what is it? I know it's I know it's candy and chocolate in particular, but CeCe's Chocolates started out as an ice cream and chocolate store, and our specialty has always been chocolate dipped fresh fruit: strawberries, pineapple, kiwi, bananas, raspberries, blackberries. Ooh. Well, just do about anything you want covered in chocolate. Okay, all right, and then um, so, yeah, and that's kind of your niche rather than a bar, or or do you do that as well? No, we do nope. not make candy bars. Okay, um, we do hand mold a lot of molds like Valentine's coming up, so okay. we have hearts and. And our niches, everything's hand done. We like write messages on them, and oh, yeah. oh, that's good to know. Yes, and I would imagine that for something custom like that, you need to you know, make your orders like quick, quick, like tic tac. Yes, yes. Um, all our fruit, we need a day's notice, but 
Okay. All you right. Know. You know, you've intrigued me when you said, you said, didn't you say chocolate dip blackberries and raspberries? <laughs> yes. We started them a couple of years ago just oh my on God. special request, but <laughs> that would be my, my, my weakness. I, lo- I love blackberries. I am. Oh. Yeah. I will remember that. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, remember that for the next. They're incredible. <laughs> I tried them last year. They year. are incredible. Oh, I bet they are. And you do. You said pineapple. pineapple. I can see that. That makes sense to me. Kiwi, bananas. Okay. Oh, yum. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So, and where are you located? I'm located directly behind Pat's IGA in Wolcott. I'm on the back side of the building, 152 Med River Road. Okay. All right. So, and and you can online place orders. Or through Facebook, you could um, okay. to go to so, CC's but Chocolates. best to call yes. or come to the store. Call or come in, stop in, you'll be amazed. Oh, okay, all right. Uh, this is yeah. This it sounds is. like we should have you come to one of our chocolate classes. Mm. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay, <laughs> I think there. you've got a. I think There'll you've be a got Valentine's a... one where you'll dump oh. strawberries, raspberries, and blackberries. Oh dear! Uh, see, see this. She got you. Uh, she's got me, she and I hope you my, right in. I hope my peak <laughs> friends aren't listening to this because. <laughs> oh. I'm, I'm well, if they are, Doreen, bring her in. But you actually a little chocolate. You know what? A little chocolate is good for you. A You're little dark chocolate, chocolate in is heart healthy. It is. And I just um, made a recipe, not to get off topic, but that had blueberries and chocolate and coffee, which are all yeah. supposed to be good for us now. So, hmm. Antioxidants, exactly. So so if you're listening and you want some antioxidants, <laughs> you need to go to Cece's Candy <laughs> Chocolate, Cece's Chocolates, and get your get your, uh, your fill. Now, okay. So, so tell, tell us, what is it, um, the March 9th event, 12 to 5 at the Naugatuck Event Center. Yes. Um, if you're interested Interested in being a sponsor or a vendor, how do you how do you go about doing that, Chris? So you can give us a call um, at 203-754-5141. Contact our development department, or you can go online. This is one of our largest fundraisers of the year. So every all the proceeds stay local. They stay at Easter Seals. They go to support our programs and services uh, for the individuals that we serve with disabilities. So it is a very, very important uh, cause for all of us, and we want to make sure that we raise enough money uh, to keep our programs and services alive and well and moving forward. And growing and all and, of that. And you have a wide range of services. I know, I know um, when you've been on in the past, we talked a little bit about them, but from basically birth to, you know... 105. Um, is our oldest patient. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And what service does that patient receive? Uh, Center for Better Hearing, so hearing services. Okay. (laughs) And I kind of suspected that. I I had been a a patient of that myself at one point. So um, I know that you have, you know, your child care and your early childhood development programs. We have um, employment and community services. Yeah. Uh, We have now a low vision program. We have our driver assessment program. Oh. Um, Yeah, we're, we're growing and very excited. Wow. Great things happening in Easter And you Seals. have locations not only in Waterbury. We're in uh, Southbury. Yep. We've opened a new location for a Center for Better Hearing in Southbury. Okay. We're in Meriden, uh, Waterbury, Norwich, Birth to Three. Um, so yeah, we're, we cover about 60 or so towns throughout Connecticut. Wow. Wow. Yeah. 
I, that I didn't know. Well, I, I want to thank you both. Um, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back, I think, and kind of um, close out, uh, you know, follow up, get some last information with you and remind people to attend your event. So let's take a quick break and we'll be back in two minutes. Entertaining new possibilities. The Palace Theater, your palace, your place. Mm, 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 you caught me. I am indulging in one of these dark chocolate-covered <laughs> strawberries from Cece's Chocolates. And Cece, Chris Culver, Cece, um, is one of the longtime businesses involved with the upcoming Chocolate and Food Lovers Festival. Chocolate and Food Festival. <laughs> food Lovers. Um, on March that? 9th. That benefits Easter Seals. And I want to talk a little bit like how people get tickets, you know, and the opportunity to save some money on tickets. So, yeah. Chrissy Beliciano from Easter Seals. I, I love, love saying it now, Beliciano. Could Beliciano. Say it <laughs> I could do it. Tell well, us how we get tickets. So, you can get tickets. There's a there's a plethora of ways that you can get tickets uh, this year. Uh, so, you can go on our website. It's easterseals.com backslash waterberryct. Uh, and you can link to our event. There's a header on the front page. It'll take you right to Eventbrite. Or you can go directly to Eventbrite and get your tickets. It is uh, chocolate19.eventbrite.com to pick up your tickets. Now, if you get your tickets prior to the event, you could save some money. So that's tickets, always good. I know. We love saving money. So tickets uh, prior to the event, advanced ticket sales are $20 and $5 for children. Um, at the door, we're selling tickets for $25. So go and get your tickets now. Make sure you can you have a chance to get in the door. Uh, we have you know follow us on Facebook, Instagram, um, Twitter, you name it, we have it. So check us out. Um, we have so again the event is March 9th, twelve to five. You could come at any time. We love to see you. Come and sample food and chocolate can and I, beer and wine. Can I add one thing? Go ahead. You can also go to Fasha's, CC's. Some of the vendors are selling the tickets right in their store. So you can come in and see us and get them also there yep. and save money. Yes, exactly. That's a great, pl- that's a great idea. Thank you. <laughs> Whoa. I am. I'm sorry. I have a little um, coughing thing going on. I apologize. We got you covered. It's okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. So um, we are talking to both Chris Culver and um, Christy Beliciano from Easter Seals and the upcoming event on March 9th. That is so exciting. And again, you're looking for vendors. Yes, we're looking for vendors, exhibitors, you name it. Um, we have a lot of space to fill. And we're looking to fill it uh, for our attendees. There'll be there are plenty that come in the door. Um, it is worth it for everybody to come in and and take a look. And if you can't be a vendor, then we'd love to have you come and visit and stop by and sample all the great stuff that we have there. It's a great it's it's a great day out. First of all, absolutely. March 9th, you, we're <laughs> we're getting back into the groove. Hopefully, the weather is good, and um, we don't. <clears throat> it's a St. Patrick's Day <sighs> kickoff. <laughs> oh, and we'll have plenty of St. Patrick's Day chocolates. Yes. Oh, of course. The Just shamrocks. Irish girl. Oh, yes. Claudas. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I want to thank you both for being here. And I'm looking forward to the event. Oh, we were going to give tickets away. Oh, 
Well, looky there. We could do that. So for <laughs> before we go to our break, we're going to invite the fifth caller to call into 203-757-1320 to win a pair of tickets to the event on March 9th. So um, give a call. And we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with our next guest. Palisher Place. I'm Sherry Marcucci, your host, and happy to be here again. Um, and we have some callers that called in, and I said it would be our fifth caller who would win the tickets for the upcoming Easter Seals Chocolate and Food Festival on March 9th. So, um, Johnny, we have a fifth caller, yes? Yeah. Okay. Who? Let's see. Caller, hello, you're on the air. Hello. hello. Good morning. Who am I speaking to? Oh, your friend, the Happy Jack Mohawk. Who is that again? Happy Jack. Oh, well, congratulations. You have won tickets to the March 9th um, Expo, the Chocolate Lovers uh, or Chocolate and Food Festival, Easter Seals 26th Annual on March 9th at the Naugatuck Event Center. So offline, Johnny will take your name and address and we'll get these sent out to you. Well, thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thanks for calling. And now we are going to... Um, um, I'm going to introduce our next guest, and um, and I want to apologize for my little uh, little uh, tickle in my throat there earlier. But this is live radio, and anything can happen. So um, anyway, um, our next guest, I'm very um, excited about. Um, we have a new series started in September, uh, thanks to the support of the Connecticut Community Foundation, which liked our idea about offering some uh, little presentations or talks from people, ordinary people, who are doing some really extraordinary things in the second acts of their life. And I've had other guests on previously. If you're a regular listener, you've heard about this series and you know the the uh, the scope of people we've had on from a rock musician to an actress to a sleep coach and now coming up on February 23rd which is a Saturday um, and we've been experimenting in um, with the the days of the week sometimes they've been in the evening um, we've had one previous that was on a Saturday and the upcoming one on February 23rd with our our next guest uh, is also uh, on the weekend, and it's um, at noon, and our guest is Eric Lanzeri from Wolkett. Eric, thank you for being a guest today. Good morning, Sherry. Thank you for inviting me. Well, you're very welcome. And 
you contacted me last summer or last late spring actually when we were advertising that we were looking for people to present um, for this upcoming series I was putting together uh, speakers and um, you had a you were almost hesitant because you said well I don't know if I qualify I don't know if what I have but indeed you 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 were very interesting to me and your presentation is called miraculous coincidence now what's that all about what's the miraculous coincidence we were going to be talking about on February 23rd well the miraculous coincidence was the coincidence that was the final step in the process of my finding my relatives in Italy after more than 50 years without any contact. Ah, so so there was a series of events that led to the culmination of a search, if you will. But you did this for um, a very, you know, your, your journey to finding and having that miraculous coincidence occur was almost in, in it. Actually, the culmination was a book, a love letter to your grandmother. Well, the events that led up to my finding my relatives began when I was a child. Uh, that's why I wasn't sure whether I qualified for the second act uh, program. Uh, there were a number of things that happened to me that happened in just the right ways so that I could find my relatives. One was that by chance, uh, being one generation removed from Italy, I did grow up able to speak our local type of Italian. That was the first thing. The second thing was that uh, my father uh, told me many times the story of his mother's return trip to Italy in 1946 after 40 years of her own absence. And he told the story to me with so many details that he made it possible for me to use those details uh, to go back to her town and find her relatives. I found them without any documentary evidence at all. I had no paper records that I went on. It was entirely on a verbal history given to me by my father of her trip, and it turned out to be very, very accurate. Well, you know, we were talking before the show about the the importance of people sharing their oral histories with the generations behind them. And but one thing you did caution about is that sometimes those oral histories have almost um, kind of a family myth that gets carried through generations, and it's not always accurate. And that kind of throws you off off the path of where you really need to be looking. That's correct. I think in many cases when people are searching for their modern relatives in another country, they can be led astray by having a misunderstanding about their ancestors' actual hometown. I know that it's true in many cases with people who came here from Italy that they identified their hometown sometimes as the nearest city to their hometown. Somebody could be from a small town 50 miles from Naples and say for the rest of their lives in America that they're from Naples. Mm -hmm. And that can throw the searchers off in the wrong direction. Uh, and if, if you start off that way, it makes it more difficult to come back and identify the little town that really was the residence of, of your ancestors. Now, you also, um, when we were talking before the show, you also mentioned, you know, I asked you if you had used any of the, you know, popular um, 
genealogical sites like Ancestry and those. And you actually told me some very interesting information. And if you're listening, now Eric is not a genealogist per se. What you are is more of a sleuth, a family historian. You <clears throat> you didn't leave any stone unturned when you were, um, and you 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 amused me with with the stories you told me before we uh, came on air. But it really takes that kind of persistence, and um, I guess time. Time. A lot of times, people don't get to this until they're retired. And I should have said um, when I introduced you, uh, Eric is a lawyer. And he also teaches uh, law at Naugatuck Valley Community College, um, business law. That's correct. Um, so, um, and you uh, took some time away from the practice of law to care for your mom when she was when she was older and s- sick. Right. It was at that time that I had uh, uh, that I saw two fr- two college roommates of mine, whom I had not seen in thirty years. And we had a discussion about the most interesting things that had happened to us in the intervening time since we'd seen one another. And when I told these two friends of mine uh, about finding my relatives, they encouraged me to turn it into a book. Wow. Uh, And I took their advice in large part because both of them are published authors. And so they knew far more about publishing than I did. Uh, and, uh, And I had the time at that particular period in my life to to sit down and devote time to writing the book. I decided immediately to try doing it because I know that we don't always have time to to engage in projects like this. Sure. And it took me about a month or a month and a half uh, to write what is a short book uh, about finding my relatives and all the circumstances that led up to it. The book begins with the arrival of my father's parents in Waterbury in the early 1900s and goes through uh, about the year 2014, uh, I found my relatives in 1994 uh, and began visiting them. I visited them many times. And in the t- 2000s, in 2012 through 14, uh, I spoke at the University of Salerno's law school as their guest uh, in Italy. And in 2017, I spoke at the University of Naples, Feder- uh, Federico Due. Uh, I spoke to a class of graduate students who study immigration, and I helped them interpret uh, Ellis Island arrival records. And that, you told me, was a big piece of important, uh, uh, an important record uh, for people if they're looking. Um, and you're going to share a lot of this during your presentation on February 23rd, so we don't want to give it all away because we want people to attend. And by the way, if you're interested in the second act series, and if you're interested in particular with attending uh, Eric's presentation, we have a special offer. Um, it's $20 a person, and we usually extend that to uh, AARP members or OLLI members, but for this particular presentation, we're extending it to anyone who's interested in attending. And it includes lunch. So where can you get some entertainment or information plus lunch and coffee and dessert for $20? Nowhere. Um, so, But you can at the Palace Theater on February 23rd uh, to listen to Eric Lanzari. A Story for Louise is the name of your book. Yes, it is. And Louise is your your grandmother's uh, Americanized name. That's correct. Uh, her name at birth was Luigina, 
but uh, most people that knew her here in Waterbury knew her as Louise. Okay, all right. And the, a story for Louise is also the uh, the address of the website for the book, which has a great deal of information and also has a link where you can buy the book uh, as an e-book or as a paperback. And you can go to the website at www.astoryforlouise.com. That's pretty easy to remember, a story for Louise. What made you want to, really in your heart, what was it that drove you to do this research? And and was your grandmother a special person in your life? She was, uh, even though I was only 10 years old when she passed away. And she had not been well for a little while, and she, uh, she was a little frail when I remember her. Uh, but you could see that she was a very outgoing person, and even with her debility toward the end of life, she was a very cheerful person. Uh, and for some reason, even as a kid, when I used to hear the story of her return to Italy in 1946, I, was, I found it fascinating even when I was little. Uh, and the older I got, the more it became a possibility for me to actually travel there and, uh, and search for relatives. And I wrote it in the book that, um, that my father would tell me from time to time uh, that he supposed my, that my Italian was good enough to do this, but I always had my doubts because I realized not only was he my Italian teacher, but he was also my father, so he might be a little biased in my so, favor. So you grew up speaking Italian in your home. No, I, I learned it from my father. He used to say that he tried to teach all of us four kids to speak Italian. Oh, wow. But what I a was, great gift to pass on. I was the only one that it stuck to. Uh, <laughs> and, so, and so I was the only one that did it. He and his friends uh, were born and raised in Waterbury. Both of my parents were born and raised in Waterbury. My father and his friends remembered when they began school at Maloney School, none of them could speak English. Because all that was spoken in the home was Italian. The whole neighborhood. By their parents. The even entire though... neighborhood. Oh. And they used to have to ask one another in the classroom when the teacher gave orders to do something, what does she want us to do? I think she wants us to stand up. All right, try. <laughs> and they said it took them, a, a, as they recalled it, a weeks or months before they actually began to understand it, the language. It's obvious in talking to you and getting to know you a little bit, Eric, that um, you have a great love for your, um, your roots. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'm and, very proud of them. And I think in today's world, you know, people, there's always this great debate about assimilation. And of course, I don't want to get into a political discussion, but, you know, where we come from is a part of who we are. And the people that came before us um, shape who we are and right. who the generations after us are. To this day, I'm... Uh, to this day, I can't really account for how well I fit in in my grandparents' hometown. It's thousands of miles from where I've grown up here in a little town in Connecticut. And yet when I go there and walk down the street, I fit in. I feel so very you much feel at, at home. home. I do. Isn't that interesting? It's almost where your soul is, where your heart is. I can't account for it, but there's yeah. something there. Uh, interesting. I think, you know what, Eric? I think that's a, you know, that's interesting I think that may be what drives so many people today in particular to, we feel, to look for those roots because we don't feel rooted all the time, maybe. I agree with you. In fact, the last last section of the book, uh, I just titled it Epilogue, and I encourage people to try to undertake a visit of their own like mine 
to wherever their own ancestors were from. And I point out in there that, in my opinion, the starting point to making a trip like that and making it successful is to listen to the stories of the oldest members in your family yeah. and ask them about your own family's history. And you might find that you have ordinary people in the family that are, that are concealing, intentionally or not, uh, extraordinary aspects of your own family's history. Absolutely. You know, I, I stumbled across, <clears throat> and I put, excuse me, I put it away. My kids, uh, one of my sons, actually, when he was at St. Mary's, uh, they both went to St. Mary's Grammar School, which is no longer now. But anyway, um, they had in uh, maybe fourth grade a class project to do their family tree. I recently came across that, and it gave me information I I did not have, or it wasn't at the top of my mind, so I put it where I have some other um, family history information, so when the time comes that I have some time and can devote to, you know, really looking for um, uh, my roots, uh, I will have them, and I really thank, I really thank the, the teacher, and I don't recall which teacher it was, but what a great project that that was another and another one was that they had to interview a member of their family and create we created in the school a hardcover book and they interviewed my mother and it was so poignant um it was my oldest son's project very poignant and the things that she said so i guess eric would would we were talking about and if you're just joining us we're talking to eric lanziri who is presenting uh our in our second act series at the palace theater on february 23rd uh about finding your roots he wrote a book a story for louise which you can find online um but talks about finding um, his family, uh, his grandmother's family in particular, uh, in Italy, and how important it is to have those conversations now with those older members of your family who, particularly if they're from another country, but even, even if they're not, to get some of that information because once, and record it even, mm. because once they're gone, it's lost forever. That's if right. you don't have it. That's right. And and what a shame. What a shame. I know there was, years ago, I think um, Public Radio did an oral history project, and they invited people to come to their studios, and mm. you know they were interviewed about their, their own history. And um, what a beautiful way to um, just know things about those generations before us. It's true, and uh, in the book you'll read that my father lived just long enough to be able to speak on the telephone on a couple of occasions with uh, a cousin that, who was the first relative of ours that I met in Italy. Uh, he lived just long enough to speak to this gentleman a couple of times on the telephone, oh. and it, uh, it was a very good thing for both of them. Sure. Uh, they, uh, I, I can only imagine. They had never known each other's names, and they, they spoke to each other on the telephone, no. and they were very glad to have done so. Eric, you're going to be a fascinating presenter. Thank I think, you. I think people are going to... Um, be picking your brain. Thank you. Um, and Eric, when he presents on February 23rd at the Palace Theater, by the way, this event is held in our Poli Club, and it is sponsored by Peak Physical Therapy in Waterbury. 
um, and supported and funded by the Connecticut Community Foundation. You get lunch. Um, it's it's a wonderful 12 to about 2 o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. Eric is going to entertain your questions and try to help you if you have a desire to find your family's roots. And um, if you're interested in tickets, you can call the Palisader box office at 203-346-2000 or go to our Palisader website at palisaderct.org. Um, to get the $20 special price, even if you're not an AARP member or an OLLI member, um, you can um, just mention, call. you'll need to call the box office directly or go in person because that offer is not available online. It's for our WATR, your Palisher Place listeners. Um, we're just about out of time. I do want to remind people uh, that um, coming up on March 26th, we have a performance of Menopause, the musical, coming to the Palisher. Theater, and um, and um, all the tickets that are purchased there, a portion of proceeds will go to the organization Are You Dense, which is helping in the in the fight uh, in the early detection of breast cancer. As many of listeners know, the founder Nancy Capello was my sister-in-law, who unfortunately. Um, was taken from us in November. Um, however, her husband, Joe Capello, is carrying on the organization and with um, the approval of their board is going to make her legacy um, go forward because there are still states, I think there are 38 states that have passed breast density laws, but there are still states that have not. And uh, Joe and the board um, are going to uh, move that initiative forward and continue so that no woman has to go through what Nancy went through. And um, I'm hoping that in the near future we're going to have Joe on uh, and uh, their board president, uh, Donna Johnson, to talk about this. So if you haven't bought your tickets yet, know that um, part of the ticket uh, purchase will go to this wonderful cause. And I think we just have about a minute left. I want to wish all our um, fellow venues and uh, theaters and directors that are opening this weekend, uh, 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 the um, uh, George and Gracie show at Seven Angels and the great trailer park musical at Landmark and Fools at Phoenix Stage. I'm probably forgetting somebody, but, you know, wish everybody a wonderful opening weekend. And I just want to encourage you that um, if you're looking for something to do uh, this weekend, there's lots to do, particularly in the arts. Support the arts. The arts are important to all of us. They lift us all up in some way or another. And if you're looking for things to do over the next few weeks, go to Palace Theater, ct.org, um, and you'll find lots to do at the Palace Theater right here in Waterbury. It's been my pleasure to be with you again this morning. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful Super Bowl weekend. I hope you have a super weekend, and I will be back with you in two weeks. Thank you for listening to your Palace, your place. Stay tuned for your local news and Steve Knoxon with Talk of the Town coming up next. See you next time. Bye-bye. Entertaining new possibilities. The Palace Theater, your palace, your place. Shows for the whole family. Waterbury Palace, your palace, your place. Waterbury Palace.